Hello and welcome everybody and welcome to Closet Queens where we're your hosts. I'm Chris. And I'm Justin. Look, we're gay and we're going to be talking about some gay culture related queer shit. But we will not be limited to the such. We will talk about ourselves. Narcissism. Yeah, I said it, honey. And we're going to make self-discoveries. We might even cry sometimes. Stay tuned. We don't even hang out that much, so two birds, one stone. It's kind of overdue. So strap in, or strap on Alice, because we're going in that gay hole. Not a gay's hole, you whores. Transition! So Chris, if you were a potato, what way would you like to be cooked? Hmm. I love a good curly fry, so I'm going to go with a curly fry. Like, I would love to be, you know, spiraled out and fried and um, and crispy and crunchy and delicious. Yes, I'll go with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you were a potato, what would you like to be? And how would you like to be cooked? Uh, see, I, I at first I was gonna say um, like a baked potato. Oh, that's be- good. Yeah, because I mean, like it could just be topped any type of way. Oh, oh honey, oh honey, I didn't know we were getting into this this soon. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, like honestly, um, after after I was thinking that, I was just like, I don't know, because like I really, whenever I think of potato, I don't think mm, I can bake that. <laughs> Um, cause I, I haven't really cooked one in a long time, but my second thought was, um, I see myself more of a crinkle cut girl. Ooh, okay. All right. And I know I'd want to be in one of those, um, the cone shaped paper things that look really greasy afterwards served that way. And I'd be <sighs> yeah. tossed in seasoned salt. Yeah. And Ooh. I would be dipped in curry ketchup. Oh, okay. Because that's literally how I, the kind of fries I. This will show you how white I am. I literally just want some salt on my fries. (laughs) 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 Like, no ketchup. I'm not a ketchup girl. Oh my God. But how do you, how do you like your potatoes? Like, I'm just curious. Like, your baked potatoes. Like, how do you, how does Justin eat his baked potato? Um, like toppings, everything. Okay. Um, like I growing up, I always had it with um, American cheese, sour cream, bacon bits, and broccoli. Oh, okay. Those are the things I remember having on it. Okay. This will show you how white I am. <laughs> <laughs> Butter, salt. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That is so bland. And see, I thought my potato was already boring. I was just like, I feel like I need to, like, broaden my horizons. Right. They're literally, there's so many different. Options. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like definitely as I get older, like, I definitely am, like, trying different things. Um, And, like, you know, I'll add some sour cream, some chives, you know, whatever to it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, most of the time I'm just like a 
butter and salt kind of gal. That is so boring. Yeah, I'm sorry to disappoint. Well, so not like, um, since it's just butter and salt, like, um, I, that, see, my baked potato, that's usually a side. It would come <laughs> with chicken. <laughs> like, it was, it was more of something that my dad would make um, when he was grilling, you know? So, like, yeah. we'd ha- he'd have, like, burgers and chicken and stuff like that, but then also fried, uh, not fried, baked potato, because we didn't really do lots of corn on the cobs. Like, he would do corn on the cobs, but yeah. that wasn't really something that everybody really drifted towards yeah we would always do like if we were having steaks it was always well it was like sometimes my mom would do corn like mm-hmm. corn on the cob um but it was always hands down without or with um baked potatoes like all the time mm. so and you just use plain butter right because you know there are different flavored butters right <laughs> i know there's like honey butter oh there's oh man there's also um like i was thinking uh like a chive type butter, like garlic and chive butter. Ooh, and then there's, bitch. That's there's, right, garlic butter's a thing too, that's true. Yeah, and um, there's also like a peppercorn type of um, butter that I remember like eating. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was, yeah, cause that was something my, um, we had this like family friend, her name's Miss Bia, and she always had the, um, like the chive garlicky butter and um i just really liked it so much that she bought me this like variety pack and it had like i think maybe nine or ten different types of butter but those are the only two that i can remember that's the pepper one and the chivey chivey one that i really like nice but i was just like wow that was the first introduction to like multiple butters so yeah. <laughs> i just thought maybe Ooh, or um there's a place, I don't know if you've ever been there. It's a restaurant. I think it's, um, am I thinking of Texas Roadhouse maybe? Um, but they have like, I think they call it like brown sugar butter or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but oh my God, that shit is so good. I stand. Okay. Yeah, I haven't really tried that. I, I mean, I've never been there before. Okay, so now if you were left on a deserted island with either your worst enemy or no one, which would you choose and why? I would choose no one because when I was trying to think of my worst enemy, I went I went straight to thinking about um, my mom living in uh walterboro and that basically was already that i was <laughs> i was literally already kind of sort of on a deserted island with i wouldn't say my worst enemy but i mean <laughs> she definitely she's driving me to that she she could definitely like drive me to that point and i i just uh, i couldn't i was basically for all of you listening at home <laughs> <laughs> I was basically in the country, no internet, no cable. I don't drive, so I couldn't just get in my car and leave. And I went, I had to go out there one time and like, 
to pick you up Mm -hmm. and like when he says like country he means like middle of nowhere like i didn't know where i was (laughs) yeah it was like a lot of fields um lots of trees (laughs) exactly yeah you could easily i mean i i literally was left on a deserted island with i I can see how it felt that way yeah so i i'd rather be by myself because at least i it would just be me my thoughts um i could keep my peace or freak out as much as I want and you know it'd just all be on me true and, yeah I mean I'll trust myself not to kill me you know yeah you're pretty like what's the word like um you you can like you're a survivor like you'll you'll find a way you know <laughs> <laughs> you know that saying like life finds a way oh. Justin finds a way <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what would you choose? Um, I think I will go ahead and say, come on, worst enemy. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I would want somebody, even if it's my worst enemy, to be there um, because it's another person. You know, it's like another, it's another two arms, you know, two legs. It's like somebody that can work. Like, we're going to work together. We hate each other, but we're going to work together and we're going to get off this fucking island whether you want it or not sort of thing you know because if i'm just there by myself like i can only rely on myself whereas like you have somebody with you it's two people like working together to get off the island right i mean do you have to leave what's the, what if it's a nice island that like <laughs> provides everything Ooh. so like it's literally like if it was oh. a tropical oasis you don't have to leave you don't want why do you want to go back to society oh, well, do you bitch. have to get back to work do i have wi-fi <laughs> That's the real question. Oh my gosh. At that point, do I even need it? Like, I think everybody needs to unplug sometimes. And if it's for the rest of your life, I mean, I don't know. I could do it. I would need a book at least or something or, you know, books. I I would need something to occupy my time other than survival. (laughs) And, you know. I mean, you'd have your worst enemy, though. That'll take up a lot of your time. (laughs) (laughs) This fucking bitch over here. (laughs) Exactly. Are you, how can you be worried about Wi-Fi and entertainment? Because I mean, literally, if let's, okay, let's say you have Wi-Fi. He'll be talking throughout the movie. Or she. Well, ugh. Okay. Well, then in that case, if it's an island that I don't want to leave, then yeah, fuck it. I'll be by myself. I don't need my worst enemy to be there. Well, I mean, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't mean to persuade you, but I mean, if this is your worst enemy, even if you had a book, he'd throw it in the water. <laughs> oh my god! He could he could probably help you get the food, but who gets it? Me. Well, <laughs> if that if that person steals it or eats it right then there. You know, like, well, then I'm going to be spending my time plotting their, like, demise. So that you could ultimately be alone on the island. Yes. Okay, see, how about you folks? Comment below. What would you do? (laughs) We want to know. What would you do? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So next we're going to be going into our topic for the day, which is going to be our coming out story. 
So we're going to be sharing a little bit about our personal um, coming out stories and talking about it. So stay tuned. And we're back. So Justin, tell me a little bit about your coming out story. What was that like for you? Well, um, I really do not see, I don't really necessarily think it was like more coming out. Cause like with my mom, that happened first. I can't even think about how many years ago, maybe 2013, maybe 2014. I, or maybe that's too, no, that's too late. Had to be in the earlier 2010s, maybe 11 or 12, one of those two, because I was still in college. Um, and she came to pick me up. Um, and that was the first time I had seen her uh, since she, since Germany. She left, you know, she left us then. Um, but yeah, so like we, I saw her, she came, picked me up. And we stopped to get some gas up on 544, right outside of um, UP. And uh, she was like, Justin, I probably shouldn't be asking you this, but I'm your mother. Are you? And she just like mouthed the words gay. And then I think she whispered it then. Are you gay? Gay? and i was like yeah and i mean mind you when she picked me up i had my nails painted (laughs) i was literally in front of her um reapplying my tinted chapstick and i already had (laughs) (laughs) and i already had um like my not my lashes done i just had like one mascara i can't remember if it was black or clear mascara and i probably had like a brown a dark brown eyeliner instead of a full-on black one (laughs) but um i literally picture you like just like yeah and what about it like i i mean honestly (laughs) i definitely was in my eyes really cute and feeling myself you know because yes. i definitely i mean like i hadn't seen her in a while so i was just like let me just fucking make a statement because like it's all like we haven't seen each other in such a long time so how long ha- had it been would you say um i had to have been 20 she left when i was 11 so i think at that time it was nine years that i had hadn't seen her wow. like so it was yeah anywhere between 19 and 20 yeah. is when i had saw her again since being 11. um so i was just like i don't know this woman and i really don't know how this reunion's gonna be like but i just wanted to just be as obvious as possible because i didn't know if i was going to be able to actually say the words yeah um so when she did just straight up ask me, I did kind of sort of think to myself, first of all, rude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what on earth do you think of me that you're just going to come out and say that? But I mean, like, I was, I basically was asking for it and setting it up just in case because it was obviously going to be a discussion at some point when I'm 
when you're talking to somebody that you haven't seen in such a long time that you're supposed to be close to. And um, according to my mom, there was a time where um, we were super close. So um, when you were younger, like right, well, yeah, when you know the whole family was intact, you know, yeah, um, which I can attest to. Like I think I definitely was a mama's boy before I turned daddy's girl, and <laughs> <laughs> um, and now like I feel estranged to both, but you know that's we can say that for a different time. It's another podcast. Yeah, exactly, but. So yeah, when she asked me that, I was just like, yeah. And at the time she left it at that. But um, later on, like when I did stay with her um, in that second time, when it felt like the deserted island, you know? Yeah. Um, that's when I noticed that it. she did take issue with it for a little bit. Um, and then with my dad, that was probably... That happened, I I think, sometime around 2017. Um, it, it was, I think, in fact, <laughs> the last time I spoke to him. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I think that conversation was what drove me over the edge with him and our relationship. But I mean, because I was, when he called me on the phone, we were talking about so many other different things, but um, most of the time, whenever we're talking, having a conversation, he's always just checking up on me, seeing what I've been doing, what I've been up to, and I would normally say what I'm up to, what I'm doing, um, and then he'd always basically critique that, be like, oh, you don't really need um, shitty jobs, or you don't have to be in whatever situation you're in. You could just join the military and call it a day. I think I vaguely remember that because I because we knew each other at the time. Yeah, I remember you telling me that he was trying to get you to join the military. Yeah, and that it all every single conversation that's all it would ever be. Um, like when I was in college, he'd be like, "You could join the military, and they would pay for college." When I had a job he'd be like the military would pay you better whenever i got fired he'd be like you can just join the military (laughs) (laughs) you know so and um and then so like at that i can't remember every single detail that we were talking about but i definitely was like um 2017 that was when i was doing the whole peace corps thing Mm -hmm. um so i definitely told him about that um, I probably told him what kind of job I'm working in the meantime um, and whatever other hardships I was going through, like, because I don't remember everything. I don't know if I ever mentioned to him any sort of like sexual assault or harassment or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just said so many different other things. And then he just like brushed it over with, like, oh, you could join the military. Damn. <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I said all of, or no, like he said that. And then like, I, we were, we were talking about, other, uh, I just don't remember the, how actually everything flowed. But like, I basically told him all of my problems. And then I also just like threw it in there. Like I, I was telling him all of these struggles and hardships and blah, 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 because I was already, 
heated up at the moment and i was just like okay well while i'm telling him everything let me just also slip in there i'm i'm uh i said i'm a skinny gay black attractive male and um i just da, 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 kept on with everything else uh-huh. and then out of every single thing that i had said he just commented on the gay part uh he picked that out that's the only thing out of everything else what did he say um that i don't remember either but he you know called it that lifestyle or and change it and blah 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 like i think he's been um obviously these parents that have like gay kids or whatever they always have some sort of like feeling they already kind of know and things like that mm-hmm. and um there have been times um earlier in my college when i went like in 2012 i went back home to germany um for a little bit and i had my nails painted then and like things like that um i remember him just being so disgusted with um my nails painted Mm-hmm. and he was like, you'll never find a job that way, blah, blah, blah. He just, and um, my dad, he's usually like a chipper, um, not really much of a talker, but always in a good mood, um, always like um, trying to start conversation or having pleasant small talk type of thing. Yeah. But like he was just, really stern straight faced and you can see the disgust in his face mm. just just with my nails painted you know trust me i i got that look from my parents too yeah for you know similar situations and yeah that and, face <laughs> uh-huh and that was probably the first time like you know just like with my mom I was like, let me do myself up to probably make this conversation a little bit more like natural or easy. But um, after he acted that way, I was like, "Uh, no, maybe not now. Mm -hmm. So then fast forward to 2017, I was just like, let me just say it. And um, I can't remember what he said, but I was just like, oh my God, like, I just cannot, out of everything I said, like, that's what he picks up on. This is how he reacts. And literally, um, I don't think I, I wasn't necessarily like crying for help or anything like that. But if that were, if that were the case, and if that were the case, like, I probably would have, I don't know, taken different action, you know, like, I don't want to bring up, like, I never have been suicidal or whatever, but like, if that was probably one thing that I was struggling with, mm-hmm. him, the way he reacted, I probably would have been like, okay, well, Someone let me else just... that maybe was in that same situation and not as strong in yeah. those terms as you are, it may have ended a different way. Yeah. Is you what know. you're saying. Uh-huh. Gotcha. So I was just like, you know what? I'm already you already financially cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> I Rude. already I cannot ask this man for money anymore. Um, which also was always something, you know, he'd always be like, Ugh, this is the last time and you can always join the military. And every time I tell him about my hardships or whatever, he's like, You can join the military. I really like 
I just, as a father, I don't know what I'm getting <laughs> from him. So like, right. I literally do not need this man at all. And if I did need him, I mean, obviously I should be looking elsewhere. So if this is how this is gonna just continue to go, um, I'm not after that last phone call I ever had with him since, I'm just, I'm not picking up the phone again to just like, as if everything was cool. I know the man misses me or whatever. Like I hear it from cousins. <laughs> <laughs> so is he trying to out to you since? Um, yeah, or he like asks about me a lot to my cousin. Um, but I was just like, don't give that man my number, even though I don't think I've changed it. Yeah, I really don't think I changed it. Oh yeah, 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 I blocked him. That's what it is. Oh. I blocked him so he can't call me and he tried emailing me once, but I mean, all I have to do is just not reply. If he was like more open to like, and more accepting of like your homosexuality, do you think you would be more open to like maintaining like a relationship with him? I really do not like um, forgiving. Cause I think I do it too much. <laughs> I mean, I always feel like I'm persuaded to do something or just like, it's the nice thing to do. And I'm just like, I'm always nice. And I'm always this and that. But like, if I can, if I somehow can manage to keep my distance, I will not give that up so easily. Yeah. So right now, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah. I'll send messages, you know, like if um, my brother's like, oh, my dad or our dad wants to know if you want to like come over so that we can have this uh, family reunion or whatever. I'll be like, tell him I said no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, but now, how about you tell us about your coming out story? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Well, I I definitely want to, like, preface this by saying, like, I love and adore my parents. Um, they are amazing people. They've sacrificed countless shit and money for me. So um, I do just want to say that. Um, but my story, I feel like it's... And I kind of talked to you about this like before, I feel like it's like a little complicated and I don't know if that's just because I feel like I'm still trying to like understand it. Um, Cause I just recently started going to therapy. So I'm really, it, I haven't even really begun to unpack that aspect of my life. But um, basically like um, growing up, I was like, I was always like a little shy, like as I still kind of am. Um, but um, I always like loved theater and like just being in front of people and like performing like that. What that was my confidence that what that's what like gave me gave me my confidence. And then when I and I was I did that all throughout elementary school. And um, when I went to middle school, um, they didn't have like any kind of theater classes at all. And, um, thinking back on, I think that really affected my confidence because I didn't have, I didn't have theater anymore. I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know who I was. And then 
um, you know, going to a new school and just, I mean, middle school is already fucking awful. Mm -hmm. And it especially was for me. (laughs) um, You know, people, I don't know if it was like this for you, but people would constantly tell me I was gay. And I'm just like, I don't even like, I wasn't even like sexual and at all like at yeah. that time. Oh, you yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why are other people coming up to me telling me I'm gay? Like, just leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but so anyway, um, once I got to high school, I had kind of come to terms with like, okay, I'm probably gay, but I was kind of also keeping on the DL, you know? Yeah. Um, but I met a friend. I'm not gonna name her. Um, but I met a friend in band and, um, I'm going to call her Karen cause she's a Karen, but she, <laughs> she, I shit you not. She was one of my closest friends, like honest, like I, I thought I was so close to this girl. Like we had so many good times over the course of three whole years. Um, and we were in marching band together, symphonic band. Like, you know, we, we spent a lot of time together. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, she was there, uh, through like me trying, you know, skinny jeans and really, um, like painting my nails and trying eyeliner and like stuff like that. And she was there when my parents, um, rejected all of that kind of stuff. And, um, and they, that look that you said your dad gave you, that like disgusted look, yeah. that's the same exact look that I got from my parents. Uh-huh. Um, and um, so when it came time for her to graduate, cause she was a year older than uh, in the class, she was in the class above me. Um, when it came time for, for her to graduate, um, we were, or I was at a mutual friend's um, graduation party and um i had been texting her just telling her like i wish you were here like you really need to get over here we really want you to be here you know just doing what like friends do like you just want to see and hang out with your friends yeah all it was and all i remember is her just blowing up on me and just like just saying awful things like name calling and like i don't need to be there and just she just like blew up on me I have no idea what I said or if I had done something to her, not realizing it, um, that maybe triggered her. I have no clue to this day. I have no clue what I did to her. Um, And uh, anyway, uh, there is like a back and forth there for a while. And um, so we kind of had a falling out that night and had never haven't talked to her since but um what i assume happened and i don't know for sure because like i said i haven't talked to her i had still putting the pieces together myself Mm -hmm. but literally the next day my parents pulled me aside um when i got home from school and we had like a three hour long conversation about my sexuality oh my god yeah and it was it was brutal they like pulled me into like our porch a closed-in porch a small closed-in porch and just like they're pacing back and forth and my mom is just has this worried look on her face and my dad's like disgusted and you know it's just three hours of that and um what 
how I remember that ending was um, basically being told that um, I'm straight until further notice. Oh my God. They said that? Yeah. Oh my God. Not, not verbatim, but that's, that's, that's what, that's yeah. what they were saying. They were saying, you need to try to date girls and it, until the point of exhaustion. And then maybe years down the line, years down the line, <laughs> maybe one day you can try dating, you know, someone else, like a, a man. They wouldn't even say a man. They just said someone oh. else. Oh my. And um, I'm not saying that's, who my parents are now they have evolved you know society and culture has evolved so much since that and that was for me that was like what eight nine years ago or something so i mean it really was like a completely different world um and um so and so for the next like several for those years in between that and me finally coming out to them last year um, I always like felt like I was like trying to be two different people. Um, and it was not easy. And I, I think I really started to lose myself after a while. Um, but, uh, eventually, um, I, you know, came out to them. Um, and I basically just, I just couldn't take it anymore. I texted them or called them or something. I don't even remember. And I was just like, can y'all come over? And I had them come over to my apartment and um, I asked them to do come in one at a time because I couldn't handle both of them uh -huh. um, in the same room and coming out to them in that way again because the last time I felt so ganged up on. Yeah. Um, so this time I really just wanted to be like, look, this is how it is. You don't have a say in this. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> and you are um, coming, you are entering my space. Yes. And this is how I will conduct. <laughs> exactly. And I will conduct it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, so I came out to them and they, um, you know, this time I think they were a lot more accepting. They, you know, have probably talked about it over the, the course of the, the past few years or whatever. Um, and they're, they're in a place of acceptance now. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they're ever going to be the type of people that like join me and my friends at like a gay pride parade mm -hmm. or anything like that. Um, but who knows? Um, there's always room for like, um, you know, uh, growth. growth and, you know, evolution. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was definitely, it's definitely been weird for me um with my parents because like during those like eight or nine years in between it like all like things regarding relationships and um sexuality all that stuff was just swept in a rug i could not talk about it with them mm -hmm. yeah I, all of my the relationships that i was in at the time couldn't talk about with them you and know that's what i don't that's like another thing um, when it comes to people that you just don't see in a long time. And like, like for me, it's family, um, like family reunions or family functions. It's like me going to the country, 
no way to leave and no way to escape. <laughs> and then I'm just surrounded by so many people I'm supposed to be close to. And like literally something, it always comes up. So who are you dating? You know, when I was in college, mm-hmm. did you see any girls? Who are yep. you dating now? Yep. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, on, I feel like they're just baiting me because they want me to say it. Mm-hmm. And if I do, like, I don't know these people in the first place. And even though it's supposed to be like family and I have to trust them and whatnot, it's like, honestly, I don't want to be like, listen, family, gather all around, y'all. I'm gay. And then just like sit there and have a conversation about it. Because like, like, even if it's fine with them, then it'll be like, are you dating anyone? Show me your boyfriend. I don't, (laughs) I can't even pull up any receipts for that. (laughs) And it's just like, just the fact that they just want to know my like i is i don't know it's just annoying to me and i just don't want to have that conversation in the first place right so like that's something i'm probably avoiding but like i don't know i just don't want to yeah and also like for the longest time there 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 was like a time for me where like i also didn't feel the need to come out yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like nowadays like i feel like that's even more of a thing like yeah no one cares and like i feel like people still come out but i feel like people come out for things like pansexual you know like or you know yeah like i'm non-binary or i'm transgender or like whatever it is i feel like there's less people coming out just as gay because like that's i don't know it's just becoming more common i guess yeah um, or at least not as stigmatized. Exactly. Because it is something that has, like, so much more, like, visibility and representation. Like, things like, um, you know, like, trans people, like, that's just now getting, I guess, trying to be more normalized. But, like, the um, non-binary and the other things that people are coming out as, those mm-hmm. are still things that is still, I guess as a society people can't wrap their heads around it yet right you know so yeah, there's still like a lot of growth and learning for like us just as a society i guess yeah um to go through um in order to like get to a, a really like place where like we all are like just accepting of people for who they are mm-hmm. you know yeah so like i feel like just like if I were to like go go to the country and be like I'm gay, y'all, I I feel like it would be like more accepted um, than it probably or than I would have imagined years down years ago. Yeah. Um, but it, it's I still just don't feel the need to because I mean, how, how is it benefiting the other people knowing right. who I would like to have a relationship with like why do you care so much like yeah i don't know like i guess there's just like some i guess everyone's different and some people like choose to share certain things and others don't i maybe i'm just one of those people i don't like i like keeping like relationships and stuff like that like close to my chest because when you get other people involved you know i don't know things can just get like messy sometimes exactly so I'm already like a person that kind of stays quiet on my personal life. Yeah. So, um, but I also did have some stats that I just thought were really interesting. Um, so 
there was a February 2021, so this year, very recent mm -hmm. Gallup poll, um, where they did a study um, just seeing how people identified, where the, and they gave them the option of, um, you know, homosexual, heterosexual, and no opinion. Uh -huh. um, and they interviewed uh, 15,000 participants, and um, they categorized them by generation. So um, they have uh, Gen Z, so people born from 1997 to 2002, 15.9% of those people identify as LGBT. Um, for millennials uh, born between 1981 and 1996, 9.1%. Mm. Generation X, uh, which is 1965 to 1980, is 3.8%. Baby boomers, um, which is 1946 to 1964, 2%. Um, and then traditionalists, anybody before 1946, 1.3% uh, LGBT. Oh, are they still alive? <laughs> <laughs> mm, probably not. If, oh if my they God. are, they're, they're getting up there. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's so interesting just to like look at those statistics and just see the trajectory. Yeah. You know? um, and uh, also of the uh, Gen Z adults who identify as LGBT, 72% of them identify as bisexual, mm -hmm. not necessarily just gay or lesbian. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Too. Yeah. That's, I mean, it seems like the world becoming a more colorful place. <laughs> becoming gayer, yes, I <laughs> But I mean, like, that's what people say about sexuality anyway, that like it's, a fluid thing yeah you know so i guess like um you know one of these days you know everybody will be doing anybody right and then that kind of comes to like um we were talking earlier about Gigi gorgeous yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's now come out for the fourth time oh my god and like i feel like i've been there for every single time hey there we're not exactly sure what happened um the audio timed out for some reason we're not exactly sure um because we went talking after that yeah. for probably like another 10 minutes or something exactly <laughs> i'm sorry y'all we're still a work in progress we sure are um but basically we were just talking about gg gorgeous and um if you she's basically like the coming out queen she so really if you are sitting at home thinking, how should I come out? Just <laughs> look up Gigi Gorgeous. Just look up one of her four coming out you <laughs> videos. You will see many, <laughs> many different examples of how to come out. <laughs> and, and honestly, like what to come out as. Like right. she, that's a template for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah. So next week, for <laughs> what are we going to be doing, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have our shit together. That's what we're going to do, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> next week, we're going to be talking and learning 
uh, about pronouns Ooh. and um, you know the different ways that people identify with their sexuality because um, as a gay man I know I for sure need to know these things and I don't so yeah <laughs> it's about time we learn so that's what we're gonna do and um, so stay tuned thank you for listening and in the words of the great Myrtle Snow, Balenciaga! Balenciaga!